0: That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash judging Megan. And now back to the podcast.
1: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable.
0: Everybody, You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. Hi, I just, I'm really happy you guys, I have some exciting news. If you are already annoyed by my speaking voice, which I can tell you there's a lot of people that are including myself, my show is now going to be on four times a month instead of two. So that's my first announcement. So if you're already listening to this going, Oh my God, how does she even have two episodes a mine? Well, you might want to turn me off right now <laughs> because there's going to be four very shortly starting, I think in the next two weeks. Second, I kind of have a story that I was, I found pretty funny. So yesterday I was talking to one of my friends and she's super smart and um, I was trying to explain that you know now that i'm doing this podcast i'm on instagram and i'm posting stuff and i was just never the smart girl in school or really ever in my life so i didn't really pay attention in english class as to where like commas and semicolons go and like the people that send emails or or post like post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever the social media is, and they know where to put a semicolon. I am like, my mind is blown. You are super, super smart, and you need to own that you know where a semicolon goes. So, just going to start out the show with that, uh, and I am going to welcome my guest Ashley Maltz.
2: Hi, Ashley. Hello. Ashley, do you know where a semicolon goes? No, I do not, Megan. (laughs) I like to think I do. I use them, but I don't know where they actually go. (laughs) I mean, if you're
0: brave enough to use one, then anybody that reads an email from you is like, oh my God, this girl's really, really smart.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to think the last time I used a semicolon. I use a lot of commas. I overuse commas.
0: I overuse commas too. And the yeah. sad part is, is I read back my posts like that I put on um, my judging Megan. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give a shout out. So people follow me on Instagram on my judging Megan <laughs> Instagram account. So, I mean, I made a post this morning and my husband was like, uh, you might want to redo this. <laughs> it was it was written so poorly, so I rewrote it. But anyway, okay. welcome to my show. Thank you. It's Thanks so nice. Nice to see your beautiful face and your big me giant too. smile. Um, Ashley and I have known each other for I mean, how long? Since you you're a few years younger than me, so since yeah, we were I'm- little
2: kids. Little, like eight, seven, because yeah. that's when, I mean, I started swim team when I was six. So technically I could have met you when I was six, but I definitely know I knew you by eight because I knew your brother. Well, so I remember
0: sure. we both were fortunate enough to grow up in Potomac, Maryland and and were country club, congressional country club kids. And um, Ashley- Oh, I'm a Columbia. Wait, I'm oh, Columbia. Oh, you were a Columbia oh, girl. Oh, oh yeah. you're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, because we had swim meets against each three other. Three
2: C's meets. Three C's meet. Yeah.
0: You remember that? Remember the three C's?
2: Oh, my God. No. Like, that was like my life. Oh, yeah. I just... Chevy Chase.
0: Oh, Chevy Chase. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. I can picture you perfectly because <laughs> I'm a few years older being at swim meets, and you were so adorable. You had this, like, white blonde hair. You always had a tan. You were so <laughs> cute, and I can picture you sitting
2: in a chair eating fun dip. Is that? Oh, weird? yeah. That's not, that. No, that sounds exactly like me. I totally ate lots of fun dip,
0: and it was like you. And who were all your little friends?
2: They were so cute. You're uh, like the little crew. Well, I was. I mean, with con- if I was around congressional people, I'd be with Tory, oh, and yeah. then. Uh, if it was Columbia people, it was like Sarah Talbot and okay. uh, Jennifer Schofield and Reagan. And, yeah. yeah. Shout out shout, out. shout out. Shout, shout out. Shout out.
0: <laughs> shout out, Country Club Kids. they are famous. Yeah. are famous. Um, <laughs> so I had Ashley on today to... We always try to tr- start the show with kind of a funny story that might only be funny to me. Um, and then we go into the, the real stuff I would say. And, um, you know, I asked Ashley on because she was very brave and reached out to me. I guess when my, I guess when my podcast first started started and she was like, first of all, let's go grab lunch. And I want to tell you about my story and it's something I haven't ever really been able to share. And so I was kind of like, wow, that, you know, that takes a lot of guts to say, I want to be able to broadcast something that happened in my own personal life growing up and try and help other people. Because again, that's the whole point of this is to be able to help other people that may be in the thick of some kind of trauma or could be a kid. Hopefully, I hope kids aren't listening to this, but if they are. Um, yeah. or a teenager, they can relate and learn some something from it and maybe yeah. reach out and get, yeah, yeah. get help yeah. earlier than I think both of us right. did, right? And yeah. that's the key and, to it.
2: And our and our generation ahead of us. I think that's because that's uh-huh. a big thing I want to talk about too. It's like when they don't get the help and you're dealing with that. And then uh-huh. you have your dramas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It it's a it is. It's something all of this trauma and we'll go into this. Is it's? I talk about it all the time. People think that they need to push it down for their whole lives, right? And yep. especially like yeah. our That's parents' sure generation. Yeah, they yep. are like, please don't talk about this. Like, don't bring yep. this up. Don't bring that up. And I, I, in some ways, we really can't blame them because no, no, this was learned. That's behavior. how it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I'm gonna just start out and thank you for being here and thank you for being brave enough to share this story. Um, and I'm just gonna
2: ask you to go ahead and share. Yeah, so I guess the main points of my story are I guess they start, they always start in childhood, and so I had a very nice life, I went to Great schools, you know, as we've talked about, country clubs on the weekends, beach house in the summer, you know, everything was good. I had a good life. But if anybody knows my father, he was a very big personality. In some ways, he was awesome. Like he can tell probably the best jokes on the planet, like jokes that like go on for 20 minutes and he remembers every single word. It's like unbelievable. He's super funny. Um, He was athletic. He was very successful. He gave me a life he didn't have. And I do appreciate these things. But unfortunately, he was also very scary and he was intimidating. Um, A lot of my friends, if they're listening to this, they probably are being like, yeah, I didn't actually want to go over to her house that much because he was he just wasn't that dad that wanted like lots of kids running around. And so I was always seeking out other families to go play at their house that had like really cool like dads and just softer personalities. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's just because that's what I, I didn't really consciously realize I was doing that, but I look back now and I'm like, oh yeah, I was totally doing that just so that I could get a better, more, fin- like, like a family feel, so to speak. Cause he was just very controlling and it was like, it was on his terms, you know? When,
0: when so, do you remember him? Has, was he like that your whole life? From, yes. from always yes. remembering back, yes. like he wasn't that kind of like nurturing dad. No, nothing, dad.
2: nothing, nothing shifted. It was always as, for, and this is, you know, again, my story, my sisters could be different. Uh, for me, it was always that way. I always was kind of like, you know, like, and I kind of wanted to like tiptoe around so I wouldn't get catch the heat, so to speak. And since I was the second, I definitely caught a lot less heat, you know, in terms of his temper.
0: What, so when you say there was a lot of yelling, was there yeah. a lot of, like, was it just anger yelling or abuse? No, he said,
2: he said yelling. mean things. Yeah. Okay. He said mean things, you know, he, he, and I, I, the way I see it now, again, as a kid, you don't know that that's, you're just like, oh, he's just mean. But yes, he said abusive things, and you know, a lot to my mom. And then if he was mad at me and my sister, to me and my sister. And it's like it 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 didn't hit until I was ready to actually think about this and deal with it. That like that, that's abusive language, you know. But he what, didn't know that. What kind of just, language? What kind of language would he use? God, it's like hard for me to quote. It wouldn't even always. It's not like he was like you're stupid. It wasn't that yeah. kind of stuff. It was like. I mean, he might've said mean things to my mom. I mean, I don't want to requote that because that's fights between her and him that I would hear in the background and I would just like go hide in my room, you know? Yeah. Um, it, 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 you just never knew. You never knew, you know? It, that's the problem with, with somebody with a temper like that. And he drank a lot. You don't know what mood he's going to be in. You don't know what's going to set him off. You don't know what he's going to exactly yell at you about. So you try to figure out ways to avoid it. And that's, and, tra- that's traumatic for like a, a child to be like, you know, weaving their way around someone's big personality right there is, that's traumatic.
0: And, that and it. it
2: sounds to me like you were constantly walking on eggshells. Yes. 100%. There's a great book. I'm looking at it. Stop walking on, like there's, there's great psychology books about walking on eggshells. And that can be to do with all sorts of different kind of like personality disorders or people with addic- addicted uh, addictions. Um, yeah. So it was like that. And I remember, and you know, just as a side note, my dad had, I've learned now, which I won't get into the details of it because that's his stuff, but he had a pretty traumatic childhood. And now that I'm an adult and I see it, because I'm like, he, he also had a sensitive side. Like he, he worked his whole life to give me a good life. He just didn't know how to relate to me. You know, he did not know how to be loving and be nurturing. It's like his parents weren't that way with him. And he had a few like seriously traumatic things happen. And it's, it's like he's like a little baby throwing temper tantrums into his like adulthood. You know what I mean? And it's sad to me. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I have compassion for it. It's like, yeah, yeah he just was a, he just, he had no ability. Like I, I have, I feel bad for him. I'm like, yikes, you know, when I look yeah. back.
0: Yeah, but you you really can't feel bad for him in some ways. I can understand yeah. because- I, I don't I,
2: excuse it, Yeah, but I understand it.
0: Yeah. Like there's yeah. a reason why people are the way that they are. Most of these- right most people that end up this way, it's because of childhood experiences that shape them, right?
2: Exactly. And it's like, he was always telling jokes. He was always this big personality. And when you get, when you're trying to be so big, it's because deep down you're feeling very small. And so it's like, it's that classic. And you know, his drinking, I think that started to probably first, he was, you know, working a lot to numb the stress. If you're an insecure person, And you have to be social for certain things. You you know, some people choose drinking as a way to like get them out of that. And then he got addicted to it. And then he also had severe back pain. And so it's like numbing your emotions. He's just a classic example of someone that would become an alcoholic, you know, like classic.
0: And let me ask you, and by the way, everyone, not to interrupt, if you're hearing construction today, (laughs) 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 Yeah, it is because they are redoing my fence outside of my house, so I'm just hoping that it's it's not as bad as I I can hear on my end. um I can't hear it that means it okay I just I wasn't sure, but I didn't mean to interrupt, but I really quickly wanted to say that um, I you know, Ashley, I can relate in a lot of ways. um I've talked openly about the fact that my stepfather was abusive he was he was abusive towards my brother mentally and mentally abusive to myself and my mom, and he was also an alcoholic. So I can relate in so many ways to that, um, to that feeling of being afraid, like walking on eggshells, not knowing like who was about to walk into the door. Mm -hmm. Um, in my, in my house, we, Patrick and I were kind of, sent to the downstairs basement because my two older sisters were gone by then when we lived on our right. house in Drew's Court. And I remember we weren't allowed to go onto the second floor of like where the kitchen was. And we had a bar and then there was a third floor too. But our our area, our space we were supposed to be in was the ba- basically the basement, which was a done basement. And so I would have friends come over. I had a friend come up, come home with me from boarding school when I was kind of sent away. And to this day, she talks about it because we're still friends. And one time, um, I, what, I don't call, I don't name names on the podcast, but right. I'll call my stepfather, Frank. One day, Frank <laughs> came pulling into the driveway and my friend was over and we were on the second floor and I was Ooh. like, hit the deck. And I, I, ah. Literally, and I was like, Get down, he's coming, and we had yeah. to like crawl yeah. up the stairs to oh, my yeah. bedroom. Yep. And I, my friend has pointed that out to this day, and it kind of like really breaks my heart for my little was, teenage self. And I'm your sure your little you, self, my little oh, like yeah. teenage
2: heart. And
0: when he I'm would, sure I would
2: relate to that, yeah. Right? When I, when we would see, when me and my sister would see the uh headlights coming up the driveway we were like it was either like your room's not clean or like what what you were just scrambling in your head of like what moods are you gonna come home in and like it it, like I would like sometimes like take my clothes like throw them in my closet to try to like make my room look like you just didn't know you just wanted to avoid and like that is very sad like I remember once I got deep into therapy every time I would talk about that I would cry because that's like that right there is like, ugh, you know? And that you sucks. know
0: what's so interesting and I I've, I've talked about this before is from the outside because I knew yeah. your family and I know your sister. Yeah. And um and I remember your beautiful mom. I would see her all the time. And yes. um and you guys seem to have this like be this perfect family with this perfect life and you know, and it's yeah. just yet another example of like people maybe would have thought that of my own family, you know, and it's not. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much pain
2: going on. And and, and the crazy thing is, it's like, I look back and at the time I didn't even think it was that big of a deal because I just pushed it under the rug. Like, oh, this, I just have a dad with a temper. I just don't have that dad. That's like, playing soccer with me outside every day and wants to like come to all my games, you know? I just don't have that dad, that's okay. So I was pushing it under, I was rationalizing with it. That was one of my ways of coping, you know? And I would try to take the good times, uh, you know, if he was telling a funny joke. I mean, there was very few times that I would consider fun times, but a one, one time I remember that really it was like a turning point for me. I think I was like, I was eight or nine and I remember I walked downstairs and I must have just had an urge to go bond with my father, which is a normal child urge, you know. Yeah. And I remember I walked, uh, I stopped at my, the bottom of the stairs, and I was like, "Okay, what should I bring up? Like, what topic can I bring? Which is like so sad. Like, what topic can I bring up? You were just desperate. that's like not going to yeah. set him off, you know. And I, yeah. I, at the time again, I just was thinking, what can I talk about with you know? And uh, I walked in there, and I was like, Dad, like he was in this. We call it the sunroom where he was probably watching golf. It was this, like a weekend. And I'm like, Dad, whatever I said, I don't remember the topic. And then he didn't say anything. And he just like stared straight watching TV. And either he didn't hear me, he probably didn't. He probably just was like, I don't know, typical guy, like one thing at a time, you know, <laughs> like zone in. And I was like, Dad, da 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 da. Again, he goes, What? 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 And I was like, and he like turned his head like annoyed that I was like interrupting his. Game, but like he was probably sitting there in his own head, dealing with some own drama, and I, but I bugged him. Yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, well, I literally remember in my head going, well, I'm never doing that again. So, like that was I like, oop, like wall went up. I was like, what? Okay. What age
0: were you? Do you remember?
2: Like eight or nine. Yeah. So it was so early. I think. Oh, it was early. So that's when I think a, a bit of like tough skin I developed. Um, and, you know, that's a normal way of coping with something like that. You're like, okie dokie. But I just remember being like, I'm not trying that again. That sucked. And I'm just not even going to go there. I'm not going to try that. Like that was, that was my effort. I put it out there and I felt rejected. So I was like, okay. And, yeah. then,
0: and then did the drinking and the, and the mood swings and the anger get worse as you got older?
2: Um. I don't think so. I think it was pretty consistent. It, it might have gotten worse after I left, just from you know things that I heard. But again, I don't want to tell my mom's story because she's a lot more private. But yeah, um, no, it, it was pretty consistent. You know, so it just you what see, it was, yeah, it was what it was. It was he was he he was a social guy. He was always at the country club. He was playing golf every weekend. He was on the board of this and that. And then he'd go to the men's grill and have drinks. I mean, he belonged to tons of country clubs. You know, he just, he was just that dude. He works, drinks, plays golf. And the amount of pain that that,
0: like maybe you were just always an afterthought.
2: Kind of, but I, but I, I kind of just established early, like I don't have that dad that's like hands-on dad. So I kind of built I built a very strong like independent streak which served me well and still does in many ways but it also led to other things later where I just would get in like sorry I'm clicking on something my computer, like a work zone and I you know so that that led to like when I really dealt with this stuff which was about six years ago and then I would say I had another like big moment in my life. Well let's talk about that because yeah I think that I can relate to that
0: as well, you know, like where yeah. you um and I'm sure my listeners can, where you kind of go, well, this I'm, if nobody's going to do it for me, I'm going to have to do it, you know? Right. And, and I right. think being a female, especially like a strong female where you're like, yep. I've had to like emotionally take care of myself my entire life, which yep. I have had to do as well. You, not my whole life, because I really did have the very best, very best dad on the planet, like till I I lost him at um, 13. So I was lucky in that way. But I did learn, like you, that I had to have this strong, independent, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this is how it is. I had to always fight. I had to always stick up for myself. So let's talk about that. So you went off to college. Where'd you go to school?
2: Um St. Joe's, St. Okay. Joseph's University. Okay. One of my friends that went there called it St. Blow's.
0: <laughs> 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 um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I went to Lynchburg College, by the way, which Nice. Yeah, well done. It's now Lynchburg <sighs> University, go Hornets.
2: Ooh, um, I was not I was not the best student.
0: <laughs> Me I'll neither.
2: Yeah. Me neither. But I had fun. But don't see students rule the world. <laughs> I see students do who rules the world? Us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I might edit that out. That was pretty embarrassing. That's funny. Yeah, that's um, funny. Um,
0: so, so you so, were off, off on, your, on your own for the first time in college, which must have been yeah. in a lot of ways awesome and free. It was,
2: but, you know, when you're – and again, it's not like – you know, I, I dealt with it pretty well, and he, he just was always there, though. It always felt like, oh, he's paying for me. It's like I'm still under his – I kind of developed this like, once I got out of college and got my first job, then I was like, okay, I am like independent, you know? Um, I mean, he might have, which he did help me. I have to credit him. He like paid for my college all four years. I have zero debt. I mean, that's that's where I try to say like, yes, he had his issues and yes, he was not emotionally available and he verbally abusive, this, that, the other, but he provided a nice life for me. That's all he could do. I don't think he, I think he almost knew he had the inability to do the other stuff. So it's like, at least let me do these things for her. And I, and I do appreciate that from him. You know, yeah. that's a big deal to not have college debt. That's a big deal.
0: Yeah, but Anyway, I, mean, um, I understand cause I don't either. And I think, I think my, my mom and my dad who was very smart about putting money yeah. away and making sure we all have college degrees yeah. So, yeah. but you still, when so you anyway. say that though, it's interesting because it's still kind of like, but he did this and he, he did this, you know, like, he, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. which well, is good. I'm really on the other, I'm on the other side of it. Like I, I, I no longer see it as, um, this happened to me, this happened, like it, it, I'm blaming him. I see it just like. I should say it the other way. It did happen to me. It was him who did it. But I understand where he was coming from. And it doesn't make it okay. I still get pissed about certain things that I think about and sad and like bummed out. But I'm on the other end of it now. I can see it I can see it bigger picture. And I'm like, shit, some of the things I know he went through, he was just damaged goods. So I just got, I, you know, it, some people just don't get, I watched this show once it was like a psychology kind of a thing. And this kid kept um, with a therapist, kept going over and over about how his dad didn't do this and his dad didn't do this. And at one point the therapist was just like, okay, well, that's not the dad you got. So let's deal with the dad you did get. And let's talk about what he did do. And like, let's deal with it. Like you didn't, you, it's like to keep putting, uh, oh, I wish I had this and I wish I'd had that. So I've, I've gotten to that point where I was able to, with my therapist and it, when I watched this happen, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's, that's such a good way to look at it, to just think, okay, well, you didn't get that dad. So stop like, I wish he had done this and I wish he had done that. He didn't do those things and he wasn't you know, capable when, of that. When when
0: he was you, not
2: capable of it.
0: You know? When you say that, it just shows what kind of healthy space you're in yeah. that yes. you're able to, because I've gone through the same thing, you know, yeah. like just to yeah. be able to be like, well, I you know, you, a lot of times you feel sorry for yourself and you're like, well, yep. I didn't have that. I still struggle with that.
2: I'm, so, so do I. I. It's not that yeah. I don't, but I, yeah. can, I, I can then, this is what good therapy does for you. It yeah. can remind you that's a pattern. That's a bad pattern that will never help you. So try to like snap yourself out of it for a minute and be like, okay, wait a second. There's another way I can think about this. That's a good pattern of thinking, you know, and, and it sets you free and like, it, it allows you to be you and not dwell in, The sucky stuff that you got dealt in life, so to speak.
0: It sounds to me, too, like therapy. I say this every episode because Dr. Nay is my amazing therapist
2: and I love her. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm jealous. I'm like, I want her to be my therapist. Well, there's a waiting list, sister. I know there is. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm sure there is. My therapist
0: um, died. Ugh. Oh, I forgot you told me that. But, oh. you're, but, and let's talk about that. But you've said your therapist saved your life just like me. He did. So yeah.
2: So back, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of going all over the no, place. So no, back no, 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 Like, So basically once I got into like my adulthood and I was independent, which is awesome. So then I think, I, and this is all subconsciously, I just like zoned in on like making my life for myself. And not having to depend on him, which was the subconscious, but it was because it's like at the end of the day, I never wanted. I would just work, work, work. I've had really cool jobs. I've I've been tra- I've traveled all over the world for the last. Oh my god, am I old enough to say twenty years? I think I can. Yeah, I know, me too. Um, yeah, but I've 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 worked. You know, I've had cool jobs. I've traveled all over the world. I I've done it myself. Um, but I was overdoing it. Like like it's not like I. I just had a job and then I'd come home at six o'clock. Like I was, I think the way that I had developed this pattern of, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers so that maybe the same way I didn't want to ruffle feathers in my own household. I didn't want anyone to be able to call me out or get annoyed with me or say I didn't do something in my jobs. So I was like overworking, like to the point where six years ago, I went through a major burnout. And, like, they're starting to acknowledge burnout. It's not quite in the DSM-5, which is, like, the psychology, um, you know, what di- considers actual disease, like, diagnoses or diagnoses. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's, it's getting there. And it's been considered, like, something that can happen. And it's a medical term now. Um, well, I think it so, should
0: be because, yeah. Well, like, just to backpedal a little bit,
2: you, you were in the fashion
0: industry, correct? I was
2: in the fashion industry for about 16 years. And then um, six years ago, when I had my burnout, I left. And I'll tell you, that's a that's a good story the day I left. So I'll get into that in a second. Okay. And then for the past five years, I've been working as like a a uh, executive personal assistant for an actor, which is totally random. But it was a A, good fa- a fa- very
0: famous actor.
2: You're like yeah. an actor, <laughs>
0: like my husband's an actor <laughs> and I'm not an that
2: a, my, A-list, A-list. A-list. Him yeah, and I yeah. have a mutual friend. So that's how it happened. It like fell into okay. my lap and it's, it's, it's been great. It's, it was a good transition job, you know, cause it's very different. And but and um, tell me about what happened when you got, cause I, I, um,
0: I was in corporate America. I've told you this for like yes. 15 years and yeah, I had this job and I actually had to leave during COVID because my boss was so, uh, how do I say this in a PC way? She was, she was very, very mean. So I was in corporate America, just like, you know, similar to you. And I was having these like horrible, horrible panic attacks. And it also had to do with all the other stuff. You know, I've talked about it, like all the friend, mean girl stuff I was going through and then my trauma yes. from childhood. And I, like yes. you, got to this like boiling point and I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. So tell the story about what
2: happened mm-hmm. when you when so you finally it, left. It, it, what, left. At what, at what, I had like two rounds. One round was, um, I don't want to name like companies. I was at a shoe company that lots of people like to wear in California. Um, And and, uh, you're like hint hint. Basically, hint hint. I had. um, I was like the. I was the. I managed the whole accessory line there, and then my boss did the apparel. But my accessory, like I was working so hard because I eventually wanted to do like the whole entire women's category. And so I had been working my butt off and like, that was like, she's like, yeah, eventually I don't want to work here. And like, you'll take over. And like, I just was working my butt off to like prove myself. And then she had a baby. And so then I was doing her job and my job. It just like, I was like overdoing it to prove myself. And then all of a sudden she just, after she had her second baby, just started totally slacking off to make a long story short, they fired or they moved her to a different department. And then within one meeting with my VP, he basically like was like okay i just want to be honest with you you're not going to get the job in my head i was like i didn't ask for it yet like he 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 like basically said we want you to do our job we're not going to pay you anymore but we're going to hire someone else above you and in my head i'm like yeah but that means every single thing i've already done for all for the last 5 years then i'm going to have to have a new person come in and be over me i was like so i i felt just that just crushed me yeah. and, and you know what if you have a lot of unfinished emotional business and all you have going for you in, your, in terms of like your confidence is like your work, your work, your work. That just like, I felt, so that was a big, for me, that was very traumatic. I, I got over it. I moved on. Then I move on to another company. This was the most unhealthy company I've ever experienced in my whole life. Talk about too much work. I mean, it, I had like 300 emails every hour coming into my inbox and they expected me to read them and like do work. It just was insane. So I hadn't dealt with the emotional stuff back before because I was always like, if I if I deal with it, I will crumble, and I have all these balls in the air, and I'm running these like multi-million-dollar lines that I'm working for, and I'm like, I can't do it. I just in my head, my friends would say, you you should probably go get some. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm going to crumble. It's like if I let one ball down, they're all going to fall. You know. Yeah. So then, finally, I'm sitting in. It was a t-shirt company. And I was, start, I had started to have symptoms of burnout. Now I had this like peeling, my fingers and my feet started peeling. And I went to the dermatologist and she's like, I, this isn't eczema. She's like, I honestly don't even know what this is. Cause it's not, you're not blistering. You're just peeling. I was just having an intense reaction to stress and I had peeling limbs. I mean, that is it's, like, it's crazy. Our, our bodies <laughs> Yeah.
0: I was internalizing it. Yeah. Uh Like I,
2: when I was going through stuff, I started losing my hair. Oh, did you? That's a typical one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I stopped. So I would, so I started doing that. Then I was just, I'm not, when I'm stressed out, I don't eat because I'm working a lot. And I was, I lost like, I think it was like 10 pounds in like two weeks. Oh my at, God. A, I'm not trying to try and out. be
0: funny. No, I'm already skinny. I'm you're already skinny. <laughs> skinny. And I'm like the opposite. I'm like, get me the buttery Chardonnay and like,
2: cookies. I know. Well, I, cause I just, I, cause the problem was I was also like, I'm not manic or any of those things, but I was like rapid cycling because I was coming up with like li- to do lists. Cause I just couldn't. So, so I was like, obviously depressed, And then I became highly anxious with the rapid cycling. And then I wasn't sleeping. And then I just was like, okay, this is insane. And I knew it, but I still was holding on. I was still like, nope, I'm an independent woman and I can do this. I didn't want to be the person that was like weak and needed Mm -hmm. help and all of that. And I was on that path for a good 20 years, you know? And so then finally I go into work one day and I get this email from this girl and it's titled meeting with your team. And it was this B-I-T-C-H who you was like on my butt.
0: That podcast.
2: Okay. Say it sister. Bitch. Bitch yeah, ass. that's bitch right. ass girl. <laughs> I had never, I had never actually dealt with like a full blown, like mean girl in the office. And I was like, oh my, she's like on me. She came, yeah. you know, she came from a company in New York city. So she thought she was like big shot coming to like small company in LA. I'm like, whatever girl.
0: And she was probably jealous, jealous of you. Probably. You know? Yeah. Probably.
2: Probably. It's a whole women. she, She, she writes meeting with your team. And then I was like, Oh Jesus. So then I opened the email. It's like, hi, Ashley. Um, I just met with my team and they said, that they met with your team, and they said that you said this. But when you met with me, you said this. And my team, and I, I literally, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I was literally not eating and like starting to go crazy, literally. Like yeah. I started messing up at work and forgetting things, getting numbers wrong. Like I was losing it. Yeah. I, I put my laptop down. And meanwhile, this whole time my therapist was like, I, I was talking to my therapist about it. And he was like, I can help you. So I was like, no one's here to help me. I don't want to fall back on my dad. He's not going to understand this. He's not, he's not, he's not an emotionally like, he doesn't talk about his feelings. I couldn't be like, dad, I'm burned out. He'd be like, suck it up. You know, like that would be his response. So um, I put my computer down and I was like, I'm, I'm out of here
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
2: never coming back.
1: Mm-hmm. And I luckily
2: that day had a therapy appointment. And so I literally just looked around the office. I was like, what? Like could be incriminating or what do I just want to have with me? Went to my therapist and I was like, and I literally used the words, I surrender. I was like, I surrender. I was like, I don't, I don't care what happens. I just can't go back into that place. I was like, I fully surrender. I need a break. I can't do this. I need help. You were free. You freed yourself. I was free, but I, I had to like surrender. But it's like sad to me that it got to that point. And like, I was, I I would never say I was suicidal, but I was totally hopeless, totally hopeless at that point. And it could have gone to a different, you know, I could, I could have shifted into the thinking of that kind of stuff. Cause when you're hopeless, you're just like, what am I even here for? Yeah. Like, if I can't like, like, why am I here? I'm not married. I'm not, I I'm stuck at my job. I can't do it. Yeah. It's like, I was like, what am I doing at this? You know, I was in my late thirties at that time or mid thirties. Anyway, but don't, so, but don't
0: you think it's interesting, too, that, because I've gone through this, too, where I pretty much was at the point of having a nervous breakdown. And yeah, I mean,
2: without yeah. needing psychiatric, like, hospitalization, I kind yeah. of did. I call, yeah. I call it my breakdown. Yeah, yeah, I surrendered to my breakdown. I mean, yeah, yeah. totally. So
0: what happened so, next?
2: So then my therapist was like, okay. And so I, I went on medical leave. Mm-hmm. And I got on some medication. I've been there, sister. (laughs) I understand. Yeah, I'm on Zola too. Yeah. Yeah. And it saved (laughs) me. So, yeah, me too. You know, because he's like, you know, and he diagnosed me and I got um, whatever, I think 12 weeks is what you can get off. And then I negotiated my way out of that company after that. And then I, you know, took a few months. I, I should have taken more time, to be honest. But I took like probably three months altogether, maybe four and then this job that I currently have fell into my lap. And I was kind of like, well, I don't actually have a plan. So I was like, maybe I should. Um, and it actually turned out to be a perfect transitional job because it was more, um, it wasn't nine to five and it was helping somebody with their life and their kids and their kids are awesome. So, so being around kids when, you're, when your brain is tender, so to speak, or like you're feeling very kind of... Um, it's the word fragile in a way. You know, when you after you go through something like that, you literally feel fragile. Like you're just kind of like, you have to like come back. You have to like get tree trunk layers back. You know, I felt very fragile. Um it was great being around kids. That really helped me to be honest. Just to like get into their zone and like play and color.
0: And not and not have them tell you, I mean, I went through stuff where my boss would like I, I've had I've had Two particular bosses that have not—they've been pretty bad. And one one day told me I just wasn't. She didn't believe I was
2: capable. Um, yeah, that's that's what happened to me at the shoe company. He's yeah, like, yeah, and then you go what? Like, what is and, like? And the other exec, he's like, yeah, the other executives don't think it either. I was like, wait, first of all, I yeah. didn't even yet ask for the job. So you're telling me I can't do something that I didn't even ask to do. And, and also, don't you think it's
0: interesting because we're so similar in so many ways where I I worked my tail off in corporate America to like rise the yep. ranks. And I've always kind of yep. been independent and like, you know, I've got a big mouth. I, I like to speak my mind. Obviously, I have a podcast um, and talk, speak my mind every podcast, but I would. It was not always appreciated, and I feel like no, we're no. strong, and independent woman, If I were, if you or I were a man, give me a break. No you big deal. Been oh yeah,
2: yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I, 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 I wouldn't say I have. I wouldn't describe myself as a big mouth because I'm pretty. I, I don't blurt things out. I'm not impulsive. Yeah, But I was very strong and opinionated in my jobs. And I definitely got comments about that sometimes. And in my head, I don't know if it's where we come from, but like all my girlfriends, I'm like, I'm like more meek than most of the girls I grew up around. I'm like, what the, is it because we went to like- It's because of of the three C's. Country. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what's- You know, it's, I'm like, you're telling me that my attitude is too harsh. I'm like, you should see like the other girls I hang out with on the weekends. My God. I mean, I'm going to admit that DC people shout
0: out DC. We're Mm -hmm. like the women in DC are, are strong strong women. Yeah. And and you know, what's interesting too, is now we're both LA transplants. I've lived here over 20 years. And how long have you lived here now? Long time.
2: Like 17, 18 years. Yeah. Okay. So do
0: you find, I find this all the time that like, I mean, you know about that whole friend thing I went through, like my, like my lifelong friends are like, I still talk to them and they're like in DC and they're like, what? That would not, like that
2: doesn't,
0: yeah, like that would never happen. What are you talking about? And I think that that's one of the like cool things about where we grew up is it's kind of like, you I always had friends and you and I yeah. are connected and, and they're like, Yeah. And Kate we, yeah, is no, out here. A, all the yeah, DC people a, out here are, we're, we all have each other's backs.
2: We do. We do. Yeah. And I feel there is something really nice. Like I'm the same as you, like my best, some of my, what I would count five on my hand are yeah. still my best friends that I can call up any day. They don't necessarily live out here, but they're the people I grew up with. And like, we just, we really did have a really good Circle of uh, connection and friendship back from back there. I don't know. Yeah, that's in the water. Something because <laughs> a lot of people out here meet Kate and I. If like I'm with Kate somewhere, and they're like, you guys have known each other for thir-. like it's like people out in lost it. That's like blows their mind. I'm like, what do you mean? I have lots of friends that I've known for yeah. that long. We're <laughs> like, wow. I don't even talk to anyone from high school. I'm like, what? Yeah, so,
0: yeah we're yeah, lucky. We were. We were. So. We we are very lucky. We are
1: very yeah. lucky that's for that thing. side. Me and too. that's, you know,
2: my, my sister and my good friends like that, that while I was not surrendering to what I should have been dealing with that, that, you know, thank you to them for my non-therapy sessions. They weren't therapists, but I was using them as therapists
0: well, friends, for many years. Friends are so important. I say this all the time. Yeah. My, I mean, my Schofield shout out, shout out, shout out, Jen. Do you remember me anyway? Sorry. Shout out Kate. Shout out Heather Heather Phillips. Sorry, Um, uh, (laughs) I'm just saying all the DC people. Now I'm probably going to lose listeners because I'm doing this, but I just edit it out. No, I love it. I was going to say, um, I always say this all the time that my friends are my family because my family growing up was so dysfunctional and I'm not, I I love my, you know, my family, but I, your friends are the ones that you get to choose, right? So it's like right. the your real friends, and like you say, you probably have five of them that you can say, tell anything to. Think of how lucky you are to yeah. have that. And I, I think that I too. Um, but yeah. I really quickly wanted to shift into, yeah. you and I have talked about um, your relationships with men because of what yeah. has happened and like how yeah. you- like lived this life of kind of being afraid to commit, and all the therapy yeah. kind of like got you to a place where you are now. Um, do yeah. you mind kind of like touching on that? Because for those that can't see Ashley, she she pretty much looks like a supermodel <laughs> and <laughs>
2: not, is not like really. drop dead
0: <laughs> gorgeous. And um, and when and even to this day, like when we went to lunch like a couple of months ago. And she walked in and she was wearing like a midriff shirt and like jeans. And I was all like, oh, let me I'm in my like caftan because I've had two kids and I have a permanent muffin Well, top. I haven't had kids. I have not well, had kids. Anyway, so let's talk about, let's talk about yeah. your relationships um, with men. Yeah,
2: I mean, I get the question a lot. How are you still single? And, you know, it most of the time it doesn't bother me. But then, of course, there's that that brings up a little insecure little pulse in my heart. Cause I'm like, I don't, part of me is like, I don't know. And then another part of me is like, well, it's, it's because I have this little shield up. I think, I think it's hard for me to, first of all, I think I'm just odd with who I connect with in a way, because it's, it's never the, I don't have like a list, you know, it's, it's never, um, it's just, it's more of an innate feeling. Like, you know, it's just like, do I connect with that person? Do I not? But um, yeah, I think it's a lot. I think some of it has to do for sure with like that little shield of protection that I built up. Vulnerability, you know, I wasn't able to be vulnerable with my dad. So to to act like that hasn't affected me in my relationships would be crazy. Of course it has.
0: I, I you know? think that when we went to lunch, the reason I bring that up is because that is something you said. You were like, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. I've done yeah, all this I'm work on myself. So I yeah. wanted to make sure yeah. that now yeah. that you're ready, I do have some listeners in Indonesia and different <laughs> countries. <laughs> so <laughs> if they want to follow you, I would like That's to be the hilarious. matchmaker and also I'm available to do the wedding. So I just wanted to add that. Um, that you is know, hilarious. I think that it makes sense. I mean, it, it makes sense that maybe. It is really obnoxious for people, first of all, to be like, "Why are you still single?" Because I didn't mean it. That I think
2: way. they think, yeah. I. I think I think they think it's a compliment. I think it. I never. I always know the intentions, not to make me feel bad. Yeah, like you're. But a then catch. sometimes, sometimes I'll get the "Why are you single?" or "What so? What's wrong with you?" And it's like they're trying to crack a joke, and I'm like, "Uh." Well, I think the reason I, it's, like, I, it's like I think me the in I, at bachelor
0: parties before. I'm like, yeah. Oh. The reason I bring it up though, is because it is like interesting that people say that because maybe you are picky. Maybe you weren't ready. Maybe, maybe the uh, yeah, the universe yeah, totally. is, is putting yeah. it out
2: there for you later in life because you weren't supposed yeah. to be in a place. I wasn't. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if I look at it now, I probably wouldn't have picked the the, the right person or maybe I, I wouldn't have... Um, yeah i had too much i had baggage so to speak that I had to work through, and the good thing is I did it and and I still was you know i didn't turn into like an addict or anything crazy like that so that that's good because um, you know when the way people deal with their own stuff, who knows which way they can go it can go bad and sideways um, you know I, I have a good life, and I think now i I have worked through those issues and i I still have to work on that though i mean having somebody in my space twenty four seven when you aren't used to, I mean, of course I've dated guys. It's not like I haven't had a relationship. I have, I've had plenty of them, but. You mean you've dated no, a man a,
0: before? What? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> oh. 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 Um, you know, it's, it, and also it doesn't help that it's COVID. It
2: probably puts. No, but it's s- like, but it's cramp. also, if you think of it this way too, it's like, that was my first relationship with a man. And like any psychologist, you could read tons of books about that. Like if you don't, if you develop the, how you develop your first relationship with your father totally affects the way the rest of them go. So that's still a work in progress, obviously.
0: Well, I'm not not fixed. (laughs) You know, we're like, as human beings, we're all, we're all works in progress. And of course, yeah, I am still in therapy. Um, I am still, I'm now I'm going to Reiki. I am like, trying to do all this holistic stuff. I am willing to do whatever it takes to get me to a place where I am at another level. And I think that when you go through childhood trauma, which you did, which we talked about in the beginning, that's trauma. So let's own and be able to totally trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I own own it now. It was trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. But all the work that you're doing and you continue to do and you have done just means you were supposed to this was your life that I believe we all choose our lives. Yeah. And this was the yes, path that yes. you were supposed to choose, right? Um but yeah
2: yeah, totally. I ha- I have no regrets. Like I look back and I I I I I've had a great last twenty years. I had a great childhood outside of you know, I had some bad stuff, but I also had some good stuff. And I I feel like I'm on the other side of things now. And I can see it, which is also really freeing when you can kind of, it's like you've gone through it. So you can kind of hover above it and know what it is, but you're not triggered by it necessarily in the same ways. Like the fact that I can talk about all of this and I haven't tried, like, teared up is is a good sign for me. Because typically when I'm emotional about something still, I'll tear up when I'm talking about it. Um, like when I give a speech at a wedding and I'm like, I've known you since I was 10 and I start tearing up. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm but, a crier uh, yeah. too. So, and I always have snot bubbles coming out. <laughs> I talk about that a lot. It's not attractive. Yeah, That's it's cute. really cute. <laughs> Ashley. When you're a I, baby, it's attractive. It is. <laughs> Ashley, I think you're incredible. I am so happy that we've reconnected in LA. Um, yeah, me too. I, me too. I I'm proud of you. I, I can say that because I've known you, you so lo-
2: long. And yeah, I'm proud of you too. I love. I love that you're doing this podcast. I love it. Like when I first heard it, I was like, "Yes, this is good. This is going to help you. Like, yeah, it's going to be good and, for you." And selfishly, like, another, it, it has.
0: Yeah, it has. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I am looking forward to like we should plan a trip to back to DC and just like go to the three C's all the different country clubs just get each one of them up (laughs) Um, we should thank you so much for coming on thank you um for having me in closing like I always say keep living keep praying and keep growing